0: Hi there. Thanks for tuning in to College Recruiting with Jill Hicks. If you haven't checked it out yet, head on over to jhicksconsulting.com to check out college recruiting resources, consulting services, and Jill's exciting new membership site, Recruiting 101. We hope you enjoy this next podcast here on College Recruiting with Jill Hicks. Welcome back, everybody, to College Recruiting with Jill Hicks, and today um, I'm going to be having a discussion with one of the parents who has a daughter on the Lindenwood gymnastics team. So welcome here, Tom, and her his daughter is one of my clients, Ellie, and um, I just want the audience to know out there that I invited Tom to, to this podcast today. He didn't come to me to do this, I just thought it would be fantastic for us to hear from a parent and also be as supportive as we can as a gymnastics community with whatever we can be doing. So that's really where this comes from. So um, I know this isn't the best circumstances to have have to have this conversation. In fact, Tom, I don't know if you know this, but I went through the same thing um, when I was the head coach at Cal State Fullerton so um my heart is with you and it breaks for the girls and i know um the challenges emotionally mentally and you know both my husband and i both our teams got dropped he was wrestling i was gymnastics and um we kind of i'll just give you a little synopsis but we um We knew going into it, they were going to drop our sports when we took the job. We were just going to take it for a year. And then we fundraised for, he did for 10 years and I fundraised for six, hundreds of thousands of dollars to keep the program. Um, And then eventually the president just said, sorry, you know, we can't afford your, your two sports are not in our conference. And so there's just not enough funding to support it. So we knew it could happen, but we didn't know when, and we didn't, uh, we had all that um, years and years of (laughs) fundraising, um, you, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. So it was a lot of work and worth every penny, but in the end, it still doesn't feel, it's just a horrible thing to have happen. So I was at I was at Nationals when it happened. Um, we were at our NCA meetings with all the NCA coaches, and I got a phone call. So I basically announced it to the all the gymnastics coaches in the country. and um it became a, a conversation that we all had together. And I I mean, the support, I still have coaches come up to me, you know, fifteen years later. Or it's thirteen years, however many years. It's been a long time. That say uh, that day changed my life because I saw what happened to you, and I knew how much I wasn't appreciating being a college coach in the sport of gymnastics when I saw what you went through. And it really does, doesn't it, Tom? It impacts um, it impacts the kids, the parents, other coaches, the whole sport, and then sports at large. So maybe start with sharing with us um, how you found out and what details um, you know at this point.
1: So we I was on an airplane actually flying to St. Louis for their annual black and gold meet. It's kind of like their inner squad to kick off the season All the parents were flying in because we do, they do a fundraiser, we do an auction and Mm. we had an open gym afterwards planned for all these, for all the local kids to come in and um, be coached by the girls. So I was on the flight about midway through the flight. Ellie, my daughter, started texting me, there's an emergency meeting at 3.30, I can't pick you up, we don't know what it Mm. But there was rumors that they were going to cut our sport. I said, and I told her, "They can't be cutting your sport. Your your team in ten years has been a six time conference champion, a four time national champion. Uh, 2019 they uh, qualified for the NCAA regionals. There's no way that they're going to cut your program. You're the, one of the most, if not the most successful team on campus wow. in a ten years in a ten year span.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I land." And um, I get all those texts saying that they'd cut the program. It was a 56-second speech with 300 kids in a gym, 10 different sports, and they let them all go in in 50 seconds. Um, As you can imagine, Mm. men and women, girls and boys, they were all distraught. Uh, Their life had just been thrown away. Some of them cut instantly because they were a fall sport done competing. And the spring sports were notified that they would no longer be competing after the spring season's over and the sports would be cut. Um, so if you can imagine 300 plus student athletes in a situation like that on a Friday before finals, uh, it was pure chaos and so that's how we found out that's how the girls found out that's how the coaches found out the coaches had no idea um the coaches were planning on you know this division one was going to allow us to have more scholarships we're going to travel more but we didn't need to travel more because we're all you know in gymnastics you're not you don't have to be division one we were division two previously you could compete against division one teams and mm-hmm. still be competitive Right. Um, so they were planning all these different things for the future and even had been told about building a facility down the road so th- th- there was no clue that this was going to happen mm. and so everybody was completely caught off guard so that's that's it in a nutshell how we kind of found out And we're still dealing that on a raw base. I mean, I I have not even had a conversation with my daughter yet. She is still very distraught and lost right now. So thank goodness she has her teammates. I just talked to her coach. Mm. The coaches have been great through this. Their number one priority is making sure these girls are healthy, And if all comes down to it, and we cannot get enough funds raised, uh, placing them in new situations. Um, They've told the girls up front, I can find another job, but we're here to find you guys another home first. So I commend the coaches for sticking up for our girls um,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. and looking out for them first. So um, 10
0: sports. Some were fall sports. The Correct. will end the end they get their they get the rest of their season. yeah, and then it's done. Do girls who are on scholarships get to have the option to stay at Lindenwood on their scholarship or no?
1: Yes, so right as of now, if you were on scholarship, you your scholarship is valid for the rest of your undergraduate time there. Oh, Um, so that is the positives. Okay. Um, But as you know, these girls are competitors,
0: right? That's not what they want to hear. Yeah.
1: That was 50% of the deal was the academics, you know,
0: Mm -hmm. the other 50%
1: is they're there. They, they all chose there because of the coaches, the culture, the atmosphere, you know, the team. So that was only 50% was academics. I know, you should be those should be priority and they are but Mm -hmm. as an athlete you would know you're an athlete yep you're a competitor that's you you've been doing this for Mm -hmm. 10 to 12 years of your life this is what you dreamed of this would these were the you know this is the culmination of all that hard work Mm
0: -hmm.
1: that was taken away from you not on your terms yeah it would be different there would be a different scenario for these girls if they were chose to retire or mm-hmm. they were graduating or, you know, they, they just didn't ha- have the competitive fire. But none of these girls are ready for that. Wow. Seniors included. Um, they're not ready for this to be their last season, especially on these types of terms.
0: Oh, uh, and after all the girls have been through of this group. <laughs> or few-age groups with COVID, you know, and and hanging in there through through all of that, through the recruiting process. I know I worked with your daughter for many years, and she is one of the most dedicated kids I've ever come across, not only in her sport, but in her desired major. And there are very few schools that have if she's still in the same major. Um,
1: you she, know. Is. Okay. So she is. Okay. She... So Lindenwood is one of the only schools in the country that offers a paramedicine degree, mm-hmm. which she will, she could graduate at, with an EMT and a param par, have a paramedicine degree. So she'd be a paramedic and an EMT upon graduation. Okay. So that was one of the other reasons she went there, I and mean, she's currently carrying a four through the first semester. And
0: wow, that's
1: the unfortunate part. She is also injured this year and for her hmm. ability to transfer is going to be more difficult. Right. One, a lot of these coaches have already and teams have already signed. their 24 recruits, filled their teams for 24 and 25. Mm-hmm. And what I'm afraid of is they can't see what these coaches were able to see. She was voted team captain as a freshman. She, you don't get to see that. You don't see that because she does nothing to show for it other than what her coaches say. She she was never the the most talented athlete, but
0: she, oh. sorry oh right. that's a it's a a okay she I that's what I was trying to say. I haven't met someone like Ellie, the level of leadership, the level of passion um so i can only imagine what her heart's going through trying to understand this and um you know there's a grieving period for sure plus they're starting their season so i can't even you know the challenges of that is going to be um very big for the girls to have a purpose without knowing the future tell me a little bit about the numbers fundraising how can we help spread the word
1: so the so the biggest hurdle right now is they they're trying to um get to the hundred thousand dollar mark in commitments you just have to say commitment it can be a commitment based um it's only if the program is reinstated so you're not right you, you may be committing to that dollar but there's there's qualifications on that you know, the program's reinstated for X amount of years with this, this, and this mm-hmm. uh, asterisks. And right now they're up to $45,000 within this past week, which is a, a good start. Um, so with that, they're also trying to go get in the, up to $500,000 to sustain the program for multiple years. Um, we're asking for the, whether it's, $10, $100, $1,000 for anything helps um, to help save the, this program that's got a lot of history in a young in a young period, in a short amount of time, this, this program had built a lot of history and success. And we're sad to see it go. And I'm sure other programs are sad to see it go because they were
0: mm-hmm. very successful. So... Um... The president of the university is allowing fundraising as an option.
1: So they want to see us get to the $100,000 mark and they will start the conversation
0: on how we can make a comeback. I get it. That's this is exactly what I had to do. They must have a protocol with these athletic directors and presidents because it sounds very similar. I mean, they
1: wouldn't uh, talk to us until we said we had enough until we had some funds. Right. I mean, we, we already came to them a week ago and they said, Come to me when you have some significant funds. Do
0: you yeah. have to have the funds or these pledges? Is that what you were saying?
1: Uh, the commitments or pledges is mm-hmm. all we need. We need to show that we have that. And okay. then they start the discussions. Um, we've discussed, they're open to different things like um, in my case, my daughter would give up, possibly give up her scholarship because it, parts of her scholarship, because it would be more fundamental, be economical, more economical for her to stay there than to transfer.
0: Right.
1: Because in most cases, she will not have a scholarship if she transfer, at least for the first year mm-hmm. and ever because of the already commitments those teams have made. So there's open discussion about scholarships and eligibilities and whatnot. Okay. That.
0: Wow. Do you have a timeline? Did you already say this on when you have to get to the hundred thousand? Just to.
1: It looks like it's been pushed back to this week, um, that we could continue fundraising this week. to get to that hundred thousand dollar mark to start the conversations, I mean, like I said, if they would have let us know three months ago, six months ago, that this was going to be an issue, these dollars weren't wouldn't be that difficult to drum up. But when you're asked, when you were told two weeks ago that the program's cut and we need a hundred thousand dollars, it's difficult to scramble when you don't have a website. I mean, you know, you, you just assume everything is great so it it was difficult to scramble and get that much drummed up that quickly,
0: right. And do you know how the other programs are out of curiosity? How are they handling? Do they get the same option, and are they fundraising the other?
1: We have not heard from any of the other programs. We were I mean not trying to be self absorbed, but we were trying to get our ducks in a row first before we yeah. might the waters with the other programs. Because um, we thought maybe once we got close, we would start to bring them in because we could maybe generate a bigger dollar value. But we wanted to see what our sole uh, donations could be first, and then maybe bring those other programs in. Because ironically, wrestling was one of the other mm-hmm. programs that I was saw that. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Well. Uh... well they-
1: and they said the same things you did. Just, well, gymnastics not in, the. I think, the Ohio, Ohio Valley Conference. Well, oh. well, CMO's not in the Ohio Valley Conference either. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, they're, in, I mean, it's just, I don't, yeah, they're not getting funding from that. But, you know, what I was saying to, to the people is like, have they not watched Friday Night Heights? How much, how much? attention all these all these gymnastics meets are getting now opposed to when you know a couple of years ago when they weren't getting on tv gymnastics is bringing in revenue when it didn't used to i mean it, it's getting a lot more attention women's sports in general are getting much more attention you know right. look at the volleyball they sell out a hundred thousand people at to outdoor stadium you know, it's never been done before you know it's just it's sad to see cut cutting programs that have potential um
0: and so obviously they're keeping some sports
1: yes- so
0: uh-huh.
1: what what is also is frustrating is they carried 30 varsity sports as a division two school wow with no no problems no debt and they still competed you know mm-hmm. and just like the, like I said the gymnastic team was competing in division one teams no problem I mean it was on a daily basis they were competing against better teams, but they, they competed. And sometimes, I mean, it's, that's the frustrating parts. I don't think somebody did the numbers, didn't do their homework on what it was going to cost.
0: Yeah. That was my question was, does this have something to do with the fact that they were going to move all this, were they going to move all the sports to D1, the whole program?
1: The whole program.
0: So do you think it has something, that's what you're basically kind of saying, aren't you? That it has that, they didn't, the numbers didn't add up when it came push to shove. And so they're gonna keep some schools going D1 and the rest they're just gonna be done. So that those schools can do D1, Mm -hmm. the cost of D1, maybe. Wow. So Yeah,
1: that was the difficult part to slog. You know, you see, I, I understand football brings in all the money. Mm -hmm. but but their success hasn't been there just because they have the money. I mean, they won. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm beating up those kids. They try hard also, but they won three games this year Mm -hmm. and a new scoreboard, a new field, five Mm -hmm. new uniforms and new helmets and a new locker room last year. And I'm like, you spent all that money. Mm -hmm. You could have spread. I mean, you didn't Maybe maybe you get two new uniforms instead of five. And, you get a smaller scoreboard and spread that out between some of these teams. I understand football and basketball are probably the only two sports that may be bringing money, Mm -hmm. but the spending is not, is not wise. I mean, and I think you see, in my opinion, I see that everywhere. I mean, it's not just men and women. It's everywhere when it comes to football and basketball, and I'm not against those sports. It's just, could we do something better? Right. The right. share. Right. I mean, these these guys come from these big big SEC schools and they come to the, even the NFL, like the Denver Broncos here. I've, there's talk all the time when the new kids come into the Denver Broncos facility and they're like, wow my college facility was better than my professional facility hmm. if that doesn't t- raise raise a red flag a little bit i mean it's just hmm. so i mean that's that's the hardest pill to swallow seeing some of the spending and the way it happened and
0: yeah and i think you'll see as you walk through this process who you can talk to and trust with you know because they're going to hold their cards pretty tight usually um because there are no good answers you know the only thing that's going to talk that i learned is money yeah. and, and, um,
1: and that's what they've led us on to believe believe it until we get a sizable you know donation or fund put mm-hmm. together they're, they're not even willing to talk and you know it's it's a, and then even if we do is how can we assure us that that's going to be solely spent on the gymnastics program and mm-hmm. how is that spent on the gymnastics program is that, mm-hmm. you know, are you going to match funds and guarantee that, you know, this is good for five years or 10 years or whatever it is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There's, you know, there's never, it never seems like there be a guarantee.
0: Right. Tell it, tell me a little bit about the coaches and, gymnastics there and what they're going through or have community it sounds like they've been amazing um supportive of course to the girls and families
1: is the head coach and sienna is the assistant and um and then oh sorry forgot the bars coach
0: oh Uh, i don't either i don't have memorized either
1: Sam, sam they've been great um I think this would have been, this is Caitlin's third, Caitlin and Sienna's third year after taking over from Jennifer, which took the job at Washington. Um, They came in and set the culture, and it it was not, again, uh, they were never about truly the best athletes. They wanted great people. They wanted uh, hard workers. They wanted people that were going to be dedicated. Um, and that's what you could see in the three years that she's been there. Every year, they were growing and growing and getting better and more consistent. And the team was always together. And in my Ellie, she traveled out there after she committed probably five times to see meets with the team. She hung out with the team every time and she could see how the team would gel together and how they mm-hmm. worked hard for each other. And they, they've created that great culture there. That And you could be open. And you know, the, Caitlin's first year, they she opened up to all the athletes and said, come in and let's talk one-on-one and what you did and what you didn't like. Well, the athletes came in. They they spoke of the things that they did and didn't like, and she made changes. She took wow. took put and physically made the changes, and you could see that 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 really brought in the trust of her athletes that they're yeah. they're listening, they're listening to what you say, and you know they may be young, they're they're young coaches. I mean, mm-hmm. they were they were both. Uh, Sienna and Caitlin both were gymnasts at University of Nebraska. Sam was a men's gymnast at UWL, I think, mm-hmm. lacrosse, one of the Wisconsin schools. But but they they connect because they are younger to the younger generation, so yeah. they they understand them more. So they're you know um, they're on more on their level, so they can they understand, and it, it, it's it's been great that. how they work with the kids because they're more on their level.
0: And tell me about Ellie. When will she be back in action with her injury situation?
1: Um, She's hoping to be back. They're giving her anywhere from six to nine months. So she would be back doing gymnastics, hopefully in late July, June to July. Okay. So it's not horrible. Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, it is a setback, but right. she'll work through it just like she did on our last one. Wow. Um, unfortunately just her coaches said right before, I mean, right before she heard it the weekend, they, they said, you're going to be in the lineup and, and this is the best gymnastics that we've seen you do. I mean, wow. they coaching her up you know that that she's always felt like she got a late start because she never she didn't start gymnastics till she was 10 you know yeah and so she got a late start she feels like she had Mm -hmm. so much room to grow yeah Um, and these coaches took that to heart that she wanted to be coached wanted to get better every day and she was getting better every day and she could you could see it and And the coaches were happy and she was happy just when you would have conversations with her, she was happy at where she was at, smiling. Mm And you look at her Instagram page, you know, like their first show day, just the smile and joy on her face, Mm -hmm. why she's doing the sport, why she wanted to be part of a team and just being part of a team is, is what she's always wanted and to be able to help that team.
0: Yep. Amazing. so is there a website or where would people go if they would like to donate
1: so it's there's a facebook page that's save lindenwood gymnastics okay and you can go or you can go to the lindenwood gymnastics website and then there's also a link there okay and at the Save lindenwood gymnastics site you can you can donate time if you want to volunteer to help um, make phone calls or help with the web page. And then there's also a, a tab where you can go through and actually physically donate or not donate, but put in a commitment mm-hmm. that, um, and you just type in your information there. Uh, okay. It's all private. And and until we figure out if they will um, extend our time at the university no money will exchange hands or anything like
0: that that's really good to know well all of us here at jh consulting our hearts go out to you and we're here whatever we can do if there's another podcast we can do to get out more information next week or whatever just let me know and i so appreciate you coming on here today and sharing the your story with Ellie and i have no doubt that Ellie is going to land on her feet no matter what happens to her because she is one amazing girl so i hope that for all the girls on the team that this will be reinstated and that somehow you know good things will come from it
1: i appreciate that thanks for your time
0: You're welcome. Thanks again. And we will stay in touch.
1: Thank you. Have a good day.
0: Thanks so much for joining us today on the podcast. And until next time, we are in your corner. Stay tuned for more great content for the parent and athlete here on College Recruiting with Jill Hicks.